Welcome to the Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons, helping you boost your health, energy, and productivity. Hi there, I'm Lauren Parsons, and it's such a thrill to host this episode of the Thrive TV Show, where I'm taking a change, and rather than interviewing someone, I'm just going to share some of my thoughts with you. So many of you all know that I just recently brought out this new book, Thriving Leaders, Thriving Teams, Stop Languishing, Start Flourishing, Cultivate a Positive energized workplace. So really thrilled that this is after 18 months of work is now out in the world. And today I just want to share with you one of the models from within this book. So uh, if you've already got a copy, you'll know that it's the first half of the book is all about helping you thrive, looking at my five live well principles and the 32 pillars within them, which have been revamped and updated. And then the second half is about how to lead so people thrive. So that's all about leading self, building trust and belonging, boosting energy and effectiveness at work, dealing with stress and burnout, improving your recognition and also measuring and evolving. So I'm actually not going to cover that one today, but a few pages on another model that seems to be just um, resonating with a lot of people is this idea of leading like a master gardener. So if you're listening in to this, if you're driving or you're busy doing something, feel free to listen in. But I do encourage you, if you're a visual person, feel free to tune in at thrivetvshow.com to watch the TV version where I'm going to show you some slides today, just some visuals to help bring this to life. So if you know me, you know I'm really passionate about helping people thrive. And I believe that when individuals are thriving, that flows on to benefit everyone around them. And one of the things that I've learned through my years of working and speaking and consulting with businesses is that when you can make a, a difference at a leadership level and have that really filtered down, it actually creates a real culture shift. And that is what I'm passionate about helping create. And the wonderful thing is that you can actually help create that from whatever role you are in. If you are listening right now, you are a leader. You're the leader of your own life, the way that you show up matters, and you can influence, whether that's influencing across your team, influencing up, influencing those around you. Uh, but today I want to talk about how you can use this analogy of leading like a master gardener and how you can perhaps make a difference for your team at work. So I just want to, as I say, share some slides and um, feel free to tune in thrivetvshow.com to watch the video version. Otherwise, I will talk you through everything that I'm sharing as well. So this idea of leading like a master gardener, the reason this is important is that I believe that too many people are suffering at work. And unfortunately, so many organizations are still treating people as human resources to be used rather than human beings to be nurtured and motivated. And this really needs to change. Mental health issues are on the rise and we know that people are languishing and often struggling in silence and not enough leaders know how to improve their staff's well-being. So I want to share a bit about how to lead like a master gardener. I've spent over 20 years specialising in workplace well-being. And as I said, I believe that when individuals are thriving, that will flow on to benefit not just them, but their team and everyone around them, as well as the organisation as a whole and your customers and clients. Now, you can't force a plant to grow, but master gardeners know how to cultivate the right environment where their plants will thrive. And leaders need to understand how to cultivate the right workplace environment where people will thrive. So let me share with you these 12 keys to leading like a master gardener. And these are the 12 keys that I've developed 
through my experience speaking and consulting. And they're the things that successful leaders do really well to promote both individual and organisational well-being. So let's have a look at them one at a time. The first one is light, having a clear vision. So just as plants need light, people need to be inspired by a clear vision, something that energises them, a motivating vision that's going to um, help them to get up and be focused and strive towards it. So this is something that will help to bring teams together and build empathy between them. The second one is feedback, positive feedback. Just as plants wither without water, so do people without appreciation. And the great thing is that people always do more of what they're praised for. So leaders need to get really good at catching people doing things right and providing immediate specific praise. Not all leaders are naturally good at this and it is something that they can and need to learn to do well. Number three is fertilizer. Good, organic, authentic feedback. This is the stuff that speeds our growth. When leaders give the right constructive feedback in the right way at the right time, it helps people to grow to reach their potential. Number four is stakes. Ensuring that staff have a really good induction period to get them established. You know, just picture how important it is to keep people centered as they put down roots, build their confidence, and that real sense of belonging in the organization. Next is training, systems and professional development. Just as gardeners have you know, frameworks in place to train plants to grow in a certain direction, staff need fantastic well-defined systems and ongoing professional development to maintain their productivity and progress. The next one is psychological safety, wind protection. Wind can harm what would otherwise be thriving plants. So leaders need to build a high trust environment where people feel safe, secure, and able to speak their mind without being battered by negative influences. Number seven is all about protection. Just as a perfectly healthy tree can be damaged by disease or pests, you need to protect your staff and work to eradicate negatives like bullying and harassment. Make sure that they are not affecting and undermining what would otherwise be thriving team members. Number eight, and this is really where it all started. I can recall the day standing in my vegetable patch and pulling out weeds and noticing what it's like, you know, when one's got away on you and you haven't got to it early. It's always so much easier to pull out those weeds when they're small, right? before they become you know, deep-rooted problems. And what's interesting is that out of sight, weeds actually steal precious nutrients and undermine others' growth. So we need to weed proactively and really stay on top of issues before they grow. Number nine is pruning. Prioritizing what is important. Now this is key for both well-being and for productivity. We need to cut off distractions so that staff aren't overwhelmed by their to-do lists and we need to help them understand where they should focus the energy, just as a plant knows to focus its energy when other options are pruned off. Number 10 is space. Staff need the space and the autonomy to get on with their work rather than feeling like they're being micromanaged. We also need good role clarity to avoid unhealthy friction among team members. 
perhaps most important of all, your workplace culture. Just think how a healthy tree will not fare well if it's planted into poor soil. In the same way, leaders need to create a rich, positive culture that really nourishes people and allows them to put down strong roots. And lastly, how you structure your team. Great leaders will place people in roles that highlight their strengths and team them up with others that support their weaknesses, creating a positive symbiotic team dynamic where everyone can flourish. So that's a really quick overview of how to lead like a master gardener. And I invite you to reflect on what are the aspects of that, of those 12 things that you are doing really well at the moment. You know, if you've jotted them down on a list, perhaps go ahead and just underline or put a circle around the ones that you feel you're doing really well at right now. The key thing is to make sure that you've got that balance, you know, a great amount of water with fertilizer. We need those together, right? And that you're protecting your staff, that you're shaping the ideal conditions, that you're focusing on your team culture so that your team can flourish and perform at their best. Uh, just to share another little story, where we live, we have a lot of native bush around our house and I always love seeing the native birds. And in particular, I love seeing and hearing the kiddo. You can kind of hear them as they come because they do that swoop, 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 swoop. You can hear the distinctive noise that they make. And it's amazing because the kiddo, they just do this incredible thing where sometimes they fly almost vertical and then pause and then they swoop and head off in a new direction with this massive acceleration and I always talk to leaders about the power of the pause sometimes we need to be like the kiddo and actually master the power of pausing and reflecting so that we can head off in the best direction possible so I invite you to reflect and think about how do you want to show up how do you want to lead when you look at that list of those those 12 things 12 keys to leading like a master gardener what are the ones you're doing really well And perhaps even more importantly, I invite you to reflect on what are the ones that you would like to improve right now? Is it light, getting that clear vision? Is it water? Is it ensuring that you and all of your leaders foster a culture of appreciation, recognition? Is it fertilizer? Is it improving the way that you're coaching? Is it getting better at mentoring skills and providing that coaching feedback? Is it stakes? Is it looking at your induction process and thinking about how you can improve that? One of the stories I share in the book, Thriving Leaders, Thriving Teams, I talk about one small example of how to shift your induction that um, one study showed it increased retention by 250%. So the way that people start out often determines how they continue with your organisation. Is it training? Thinking about the systems that you've got in place, your professional development plans. Is it wind protection, creating and ensuring that psychological safety, making sure that people feel safe to be able to hear new ideas, that making failure okay so that people can learn from failure, making sure that people feel safe so they can just focus on getting on with their work rather than worrying about their position in the team. Is it number seven, disease and pest protection? Often leaders can be unaware of things like bullying and harassment that are really going on at a lower level. So making sure you have those open lines of communication to hear about that and to work on it. Number eight, weeding. 
everything you walk past is something that you tolerate. So are you making sure that you weed small issues early before they grow? Number nine, pruning. Do you know what your top priorities are? And do each of your team members, do all of your direct reports know what's really important and are they sharing that with their team members as well? Number 10 is space, autonomy. Is there a culture of micromanaging? Uh, is there clarity in terms of roles? Do people know what their role is and they've just got the autonomy to get on with it? 11, good soil. As I say, this is a really huge one, your workplace culture. Culture is something you can absolutely invest in, lead, design, you know, creating rituals for, for example, when people start. Even before that, the recruitment process. How do you want people to feel through the recruitment process as they start with you, through their performance reviews, uh, even through to the exit process? Think about the rituals you can create that will form the base of your company culture. And 12, orchard layout. How do you want to structure your team? Have you got the right people in the right roles? Have you got that great clarity? So as I've been talking through them, I hope that's given you a chance to highlight on one side the ones you are doing incredibly well. Well done. I'm sure that there are many. And also, I'm sure that there will be some that could do with some work, that could do with some attention. So I invite you to reflect on that and really to, to join me to let go of old ways of doing things and to embrace a, a new human-centered approach to leadership and to well-being at work. I'm really passionate about this, helping leaders discover new ways to make a difference for their people. You know, perhaps if enough of us get on board with understanding the importance of this, we can really lead the world by creating thriving workplaces with thriving teams are thriving leaders who lead thriving teams. I'm on a mission to make that a reality in as, in as many organisations and workplaces as I can, and I'd love for you to join me. So if anything I've shared has resonated, feel free to reach out because I would love to help you with that if there's any way that I can. So thank you for tuning in. I want to keep this short and sweet today. I invite you to go away and right now spend some time reflecting on which of those 12 keys do you want to start to take steps to work on? Bring it up at your next leadership meeting. Spend some time reflecting yourself, but get it on the agenda. Make some discussions happen and most of all, take some action. If you need help with that, then feel free to reach out. Always happy to help. Uh, if you're interested in the book, obviously just head to thrivingleaders.thrivingteams.com and you can feel free to grab your copy as well as the book. You actually have um, over 20 bonus resources in here to help you work through a whole lot of exercises. There's checklists and worksheets and scorecards in there to help you really shape your workplace culture, as well as helping you to thrive as an individual. So I hope you enjoy that. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's been another short episode of the Thrive TV show. Go out and thrive. Thank you for listening to the Thrive TV show with Lauren Parsons. Visit thrivetvshow.com to access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next inspiring episode.